make sure the thing's turned on. Okay, can we? Can you hear me now? Whoa, that's crazy. Okay, everybody, how you doing? Okay, my name is Gio, and welcome to our family service. It's a little different than your regular Sunday service because I might walk down the aisle and just sit down next to you. Okay, I want you to try to make your best bubble using Bubba Bubba. Oh yeah. So get your gum out. Yeah, you don't want to over overdo it, but you want to under, but you want to put enough in there where you can make a bubble. Stand up here and face the crowd. And I want you to, I want, we're gonna have a competition to see who can pour blow the longest lasting bubble. But you gotta keep blowing into the bubble and see how long. It's going to last, okay? Are you with me there? Don't be shy with the gum. There we go, stuff it in there. You have your gum? Are you good? Andrew, you got your gum? Did you chew that gum, Andrea? All right. Oh, oh, oh. Let me know when you're ready. And just so you know, I'm going to need five more volunteers next. Okay, hold on. If you didn't get the this time, maybe we'll pick it
Let me, let me give you an example. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. When you think of the word love, many different things come to mind, doesn't it? So I, mean, I think about boyfriends, girlfriends. I had those when I was growing up. I think about my parents' relationship, your parents' relationship. I think about how when I watch TV, I, I figured out that's not love. But the media tries to tell us what a long-lasting, loving relationship is. And in the TV shows, they always break up. It's kind of sad. So to my main thought today is I want to focus us today on God's love and that it's never, ever ending. It's ongoing. It's everlasting. And, and sometimes we can look at love as conditional. I'll love you if you don't hurt me. I'll love you with a condition. And today's word, the buzzword is lasting. Lasting love. And it's unfortunate because oftentimes our idea of love doesn't include lasting as much as we want it to. And this happens because the things that we've experienced personally or we've seen love fade... And we see when love fades, we see the devastating results when love fades. When we see parents divorce, parents break up, maybe you break up with someone that you were dating. It's just, it's just unfortunate that we have, we've seen love and something is, we can only just try to grasp at. And it's, sometimes it's not the way we think it is. And then we can view God the same way, that God might not be available. So the first step I want to talk about of the word love is the word agape. Can you say agape? Agape. Now agape means unconditional love that serves regardless of the circumstances. And that love only comes from God. 
That's the only place you can find it. Which is pretty cool. And it's a love that's not based on how you perform. Isn't that how sometimes when you grow up kids, if you follow the, all the rules at, at school kids, you get like a little treat and you get like a little star. That's because everyone wants you to, 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 to really do great in school. But it's based on a condition. You don't get a star if you aren't listening to your teacher. So it's conditional. Okay, so what's interesting is that our world tries and they try very hard. They're on a mission to find love. You see it in the songs that are played. Shawn Mendes, have mercy on me, right? It's the mercy song. It's about a relationship that's about to break up, I think. I don't listen to him too often, but when my kids are in the car, we listen to Shawn Mendes a lot. Or maybe there's love in the brain. As I, I hear on the radio, there's love in the brain. I mean, they're trying to tell us what love should look like. And every time we experience love in a relationship, we get disappointed because sometimes we're like, is this going to last forever? And so the facts are that there's nothing in this world that can offer anything that can fill that desire that we have in our hearts. And we try. There's an old song in the 70s that says, looking for love in all the wrong places. If you grew up in the 70s and 80s, that was a good song. Because a man was looking for love. So if you grew up in the 60s, and if you're, you remember this band, the Rolling Stones, they had a song called, I can't get no, 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 satisfaction. In their relationships, they were saying, hey, we try and we try and we try, but at the end of the day, I don't get satisfaction from our relationship with another person. That's the world. The world is very sad. And they try. And that song, in in many ways, is true. You know, when I was in college, I thought when you got a girlfriend, it lasted forever. So I, I, I asked this girl, I was, I was in church, I was a Christian disciple, and I asked this girl to be my girlfriend, and she said yes, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So when you say yes, that means marriage. That means we're going to be in love forever. And we were dating, and things were going fantastic. We, every Saturday night, we got to go on a date, we had fun, we would invite other couples to go with us. We had the greatest time going, this is amazing. I was five foot five. She was five feet ten. It was amazing. I'm like, I'm getting someone taller. This is awesome. Only in God's church can you do that, right? So one day she's like, hey, I want to I have lunch at the mall. I said, oh, that's a great place to have lunch. And I went to the mall and I sat down with her. And she wasn't looking to have me. I said, what's wrong? Well, she's like, well, I wanted to talk to you. I said, well, about what? She's like, well, I really, don't want to, I, I really don't want to date you anymore. What? And then she's like, I really don't, and I'm really sorry it's not working out. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Really, it's not you, it's me. And then, you know, she says, thanks for your time. And after five minutes, she, she walked out the door, and I'm like, just sitting there. I just got some Kung Pao chicken that I was thinking about eating. But frankly, I wasn't hungry. And my heart was like, oh. Because I thought, 
when you're dating, it should last forever. And I was a Christian. And I realized something. Maybe I shouldn't give my heart away so fast. Interesting. How many, I wonder, how many of you know what it feels like to be let down in a relationship? I'm one. To see your excitement literally walk out the mall door. I've been there. But here's the good thing. When we place our trust in God, He doesn't get up and leave. He doesn't disappoint us. I want you to listen to this verse that I put on the screen. And it's God talking through the prophet Jeremiah, describing how He feels about His people. He says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. This is what this verse is initially saying to us. That God is saying to us, He is showcasing, He is expressing this everlasting love for you and for me. And God is literally pursuing us. His love says it's unfailing toward us. And I want you to know that I totally get why most people don't know real love. It's because they haven't seen it modeled for them. And they've seen it modeled or in the wrong way. That's why. And then we build walls and we build barriers and we build all these things and we say, I have trust issues. Yes, that's absolutely normal because we've been hurt by love. We've been hurt by relationships. So we have trust issues. And to be complete, just to be honest with you, having trust issues is okay. It's normal. When you've been hurt by people that you gave your trust to. That we can rely on them. And they failed us. That happens. I can tell you many times that I've been hurt. And it's taken a good while for, for me to trust people again when they, hurt, when they hurt you. It's normal. And I want to tell you something today about just some facts about eventually we're going to let each other down. And that hurts when that happens. It's, it's painful. However, I can also tell you this. Once we place our trust in Jesus, once I placed my trust in Jesus, I learned that God would never let me down and that I could trust God. That's a huge thing. And, but so what happens? If you've been hurt by people who have not loved the way God loves, what do you do then? What do you do when you've, hurt, when you've been hurt by someone? Well, I think the first thing you can do is you can release that person who's failed you. Just release it. Because they're human. That happens. Secondly, we can understand that the, that the love God has for us is not conditional. It's unconditional. It's agape. It's a different kind of love. It's a love that's so hard to describe to you because that how God had to explain it was, I'm going to send Jesus down and he's going to die for you. That explains my love for you. I'll die for you. And so Paul, the author of Romans, described himself as the chief of sinners, the, sinner, the worst sinner ever. And this is what he says. 
He says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He was a guy that had one of the most radical transformation. This guy, Paul, hunted Christians, arrested Christians, was so full of hate toward Christians. And then when he met God's everlasting love, he became one of the most loving Christians on the earth. He loved not only his Christians, but he loved the lost world. In fact, he traveled around thousands and thousands of miles just to share the gospel with strangers. Because he understood what agape love is. It's absolutely unconditional. Why do you think Paul was so convinced of this love? Why do you think he was so convinced? He's seen it. He experienced it. He's all, Jesus accepts me, the worst of sinners. My goodness. Maybe it's because Paul had had some experience with understanding who he was. A lot of times we don't like to look at ourselves and go, wow, how have I been a loving person? And then we compare that to God and go, well, I have so much, so much more growing to do in being loving. Paul knew he was very undeserving of this love. But that love ruined Paul's life for the better. Because love can ruin your life for good. When you understand the love that God is wanting to offer every one of us. That everlasting, agape, unconditional. You know, if you're a married man, you are trying to earn points in the house every day so you can feel loved by your wife. Whenever I do take out the trash, Karen goes, Amen. Love you, honey. <laughs> Wash dishes, I love you, honey. I'm like, oh man, I'll do that all. If I hear that every day, I'm working. The kitchen is my ministry. She'll make dinner and I'll clean up. And I just love to hear the, man, I love you, honey. You're so awesome. You know, for many years, I didn't do that at all. And for many years, Karen didn't say, I love you after dinner. I was saying, I love you, honey. Dinner was amazing. Now let's watch some TV. You said, I got dishes to do, right? You know, what's undeniable and unfathomable is a God that would love you even though he knows all your weaknesses. Even though he knows you're going to fail him. Even though he knows you're going to disappoint him. You know, if you're a son or daughter, we want that from our parents a lot. Imagine this relationship with God. That he knows your intimate weaknesses. He knows your quirkiness and bad habits. And yet he still pursues you. When I fail someone, they usually don't pursue me. They're like, good, keep going. Farther, farther, more, more. Keep going, keep going. God is pursuing. He leans in when we fail. He leans in when we sin. He wants to be more involved when we're weak. In fact, God is attracted to weakness. We, we think in our mind, God is attracted to my good behavior. Well, you can have great behavior and a bad heart. So that can fool you sometimes. We've got to be careful. 
careful that we don't lean on our behavior, our performance for this relationship. People like that, though, they have to perform really well. If you do good at your job, they want to give you a raise, they'll pay you more, and you're awesome, right? But that doesn't give you a relationship. A relationship is when someone knows your weaknesses and accepts you for them. When you feel that way in a relationship, man, you'll move heaven and earth. You feel so good. That's the offer that God is giving all of us. People will fail us because they're not operating on that love. So our our charge, our responsibility is to forgive those who have wronged us, that have hurt us. And I I I wanna put out a challenge for us all to think how awesome God's love is for you But be careful not to jump on that performance treadmill. We start to perform for God. I don't want us to be fooled into thinking because we've done A, B, and C. Therefore, God loves me. And what happens is when you start thinking that way, when you see someone that's not doing good spiritually, you think, well, I'm not sure if they're... And you start to judge them. And in fact, God leans in on them. Because that's what you want them to do is to lean in when you're not doing great spiritually. You know when you're sad at school at lunch and someone comes over and gives you a sandwich? But God does. He leans in. Here's another verse I want to share. It's the last verse I'm going to go over. It's by the same author, Paul. And Paul wrestled with doing things that please God. You know, he's like, I want to do good, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to do good, and I want it. And, he's, and he was going back, he's going back and forth, going, the good I want to do, I can't do, I want to do what I should do, but I don't. And then he goes, thank you, Lord Jesus. And so in verse four, he writes this to remind us, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to change, which is repentance. What does that mean? In, it's the kindness of God's lasting love that leads us to change. What he's trying to say is that what inspires the human nature to change is love. But you're like, no, 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 Gio, no, no, no. When I'm wrong, I want to hear, I want someone in my face. The human nature responds to love. How do I know this? Because God wrote that. And in your, your most weakest point in your marriage, love is what takes you through. But at your darkest hour in your relationship, it's the love that pulls it through. And we've all been in relationships where there hasn't been much love. What pulls it through? God's love. When we love God, we're able to effectively love other people like this, like this. Because when you start loving God, you actually start thinking, man, he's forgiven me of a lot. I can forgive this person of a lot. And that's how we carry on the agape love. That's how we do it. His love for me 
makes me sat, make, doesn't make me satisfied. The world's trying to get us to be sinful. God's love helps me to resist the temptations of what the world wants me to be. His grace helps me say no to that. His love, no, I don't want to be like that. However, his lasting love tells me also that it covers my sinful nature. You know, when, a, when you're married to someone and they're going to love you for the rest of your life, it's very, very, it's a very, very secure feeling. And that's what God wants us to have in Him. This secure feeling that He will not abandon you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. This is not the God that we serve. And He's inviting all of us to experience this love. So when we think about these bubble gums that are, that are getting it big and big in this big bubble and they pop, yeah, because it wasn't meant to be everlasting. There's something inside of our hearts that wants something that's everlasting and it's there for a reason. It's there for, for God to fill it with His everlasting love. And I hope that today we learn what, and a little bit better, what love might look like for you. You can try to, try to grasp it, how big, how wide, but it's, it's kind of a big thing to get your arms around. So I want to encourage you to take some time to pray about love. Take some time to think about love, God's love. And then I want you to think about how you can show God's love through your life, even though people are going to hurt you. Even though people are going to disappoint you, that you can still express love because you're getting it here and you can give it to others. Can I get someone to volunteer one more time? I need two volunteers. If you already volunteered, I can't pick you twice. Okay, and that Nathan right there, come on up. Okay, I saw Ali's hand go up. She put it down. She got up and she chewed the old Fonzie trick on me. And I need one more guy right there, uh, in the very back there, hands up. There we go. Come on up. Okay. I'm going to lower this for you so you can feel like a preacher. Stand right here. Come on over. Who's my third guy? Allie. Allie didn't come up. Come on, Allie. Come on up. Come on up. Now I picked you. Don't worry. You're the future astronaut of the church. Come on. Okay. So what we're going to do. I want you to pray. But use the word love in your prayer. Use the word love in your prayer. But you can't pray the same love he prayed for. You can't copy it. You've got to do it a new way. And lastly, Allie, you're going to be in the closest side of prayer. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Go right ahead. Let's bow our hands and pray. Thank you, Lord, for letting us, for loving us with your everlasting love. And for just loving us so much, even though how many bad things we do, you still love us. Amen. Amen.
God, thank you so much for our Geo's lesson and that we all get to come to this church out in Oxnard and hear different lessons by different people. And uh, I pray that we, I personally can love everybody, no matter how much they disappoint me or how much um, it's not like God's love. I pray that I always rely on you the most because you'll never disappoint me. God, we pray for the, uh, the service. Thank you so much for all the kids who volunteered and just uh, being able to share about your amazing love. As we take the communion, help us to reflect on your agape, unconditional, amazing love as we pass on that love to our friends, to our family, and to those in our world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. Good job.